another episode of No Plans to Merge. I'm your host, Caleb Porzio. I'm your other host, Daniel Colborn. And today's episode is both brought to you by Planet Scale and As always. Vans. Vans Not off the, the wall. Shoes. Vans. Vans multiple van. Vans. Yep. Free candy, baby. What? Free candy. Like a van that mm-hmm. gives free candy. Mm-hmm. Nice. Free candy van. Free and candy also van. Ricola. Ricola. Yep. What's your cough drop of choice, Daniel? I actually don't. I guess when I have one, it's going to be a Ricola. But I really. I'm. You know, I'm likely. I'm fixing to just ride it through when I'm coughing, you know? Yeah. And I, I don't, I guess I, I, I'm sort of similar, um, but I do like when you have a sore throat. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it, when it's it raw. it keeps you swallowing, you know. You ever, you ever play with a fisherman's friend? Um, I think we've, we must have talked about this on this the show. M- there's no way we haven't, yeah. I worked at a pharmacy uh-huh. and would like stock the shelves and organize them. And I would get to the fisherman's friend and be like, this looks so dope. Like, mm-hmm. Whatever this is, it's got to be the best thing here. Yeah. And I'm not sure if this is a popular thing or if the pharmacist is just super old school and stocks like this one ancient cough drop for like local um, salty. Yeah. Fishermen. Well, I mean, Fisherman's <laughs> Friend is definitely like the. Oh, man. There's this candy that it tastes like perfume. You know, those Dude, we candies. must have done this before. I feel like the, we've already done this bit. The purple. Dude, the purple honestly, this feels like recycled <laughs> content. This. It is recycled content. <laughs> God but damn it. Violetta, Charletto, Chicoletto, uh-huh, uh-huh. something mm-hmm. like that, something right? Something like that, yeah. It's either a CH or a V. I and think I think my brain says V Charlotte- because it's purple. Char- but it's some, Chicoletto or something. I think something you were kind of right. CH. Yeah. My dad. We, dude, we've done this. so It just tastes like soap, yeah. My dad owned a deli and we could have, I, we've done this. We could have one candy every time we were there. We could take one from like his, like the shelf of candy mm-hmm. and we would take those things, which is crazy. It's like, what were we thinking? It's a bad kid. But I bet if I had one right now, it would bring me right back and I'd, I would probably love it. Yeah. It tastes like perfume. Or I would hate it. Cause yeah, they do taste like perfume. That is a weird. And that's candy. the fisherman's friend of candies. Right. That's right. Yeah, I, I want to be the dude who just excitedly eats those and fishermen. You know what's a good crossover? Can we, put a bounty, can we put a bounty on the clip of us doing this the first time? I know. Like We've already done this. You know what? I do Guaranteed. have I have like a couple Solana laying around. I'll give you a I'll give you a, <laughs> a Solana. Thousand Solana. I'll give you one Solana if you uh which, you know, at one point was worth two hundred and fifty dollars. So Dude, if Trump would have put his NFT on Solana, man, we would be rich. Dude, we'd be big money, baby. Briefly, I I need to impose this bit that Altoids, I think, are a good... Let me show the listener what an Altoid sounds like. You hear that, folks? That's an Altoid. I don't hear it through the Zoom compression, but they probably hear it. Yeah, they probably hear it. Um, But Altoids is like a... In the middle, like if they actually taste good, yeah, they taste. They good. still feel super classic. Yeah, you know, that's true. I do like something that's like, just fuck me up, fam. You know, mm. like like Fisherman's wanna... Friend. 
like a fisherman or like an Altoid. Yeah, you know? an Altoid. Where it's just like, yeah. just like, dude, fuck me up. Like, let's yeah. go. Right. What other I've things? I've eaten like are... a tin of Altoids in a day before. Yeah, that's that's the problem with Altoids. <laughs> that's the problem with Altoids. If they had a wrapper on each of them, that'd be illegal. it. Would be a very different story. But they don't. Dude, I'm gonna buy a tin of Altoids today, baby. I bought one yesterday on Amazon. I haven't bought one in like Straight years. Up. You should buy one. But don't buy it on Amazon. They're like five bucks. No, I'm gonna go to the grocery store, or not the yeah. grocery store, the gas station, George's. There you go. Go to George's. George, who sells CBD? Uh, I think probably yeah, they do. They do for sure. I remember I was like leaving your house and there was a gas station and it was like advertising CBD flower and it was kind of like early on in the CBD flower. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like oh, uh-huh, it's uh-huh, crazy. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, don't be creepy. Also. I know we all already no. know where Caleb lives, but don't. <laughs> Let's find where Daniel don't lives. Out where I live. It rhymes with Smashville. <laughs> oh, well, they know the town, but um, no, I know. We just gave them a, a close by gas well, station. Well, d- they to know work your with. neighbor's name, so that well, makes well, it easy. Willie, but actually, they only really know his <laughs> Wiley, his moniker. You know, big, big Will. What's his yeah, name? June, Junebug. Junebug. Junebug really? Elvis. Junebug. Yeah. Um, well, she calls him Bug. Bug. Um, are there any other Altoid-esque things, Fisherman Friend? Like, I, I just want to make sure we're not missing any other things that good go content. hard. I think um, Listerine is like that, mm. where it's like yeah. there are other mouthwashes that are probably just as effective, but don't make your mouth feel like fucked up. Yeah, right. And they definitely do. But that. like, you <laughs> feel like it, they don't work as well because they're not Listerine. Yeah, because they're not just burning. They're not your like mouth. burning you. Um, I feel it, like hydrogen peroxide remember? is similar. You're right on it that. Fizzes. But we need to take a minute here and revel in each of these things. We can't oh, just sorry, move sorry. on. Do you remember Listerine strips? Oh yeah. When those were hot, like yeah. middle school or high school or whatever, it uh-huh. was like, I remember getting into those. I had a packet with me all the time. Well, did you? Did you, I don't know if you ever like lived in this era where people were putting were making listerine strips with lsd in them no okay that was the thing for a little bit that's There's funny. a moment um and now people wow. make like weed infused listerine strips you can buy them at oh. all the legal weed stores in the world interesting there's a weed store that just popped up by my parents house mm-hmm. with it's like big bright lights like christmas light all the time kind of lights mm-hmm the dudes are super cool um and they to sell weed you have to buy like so i have a i didn't actually buy weed there in case the cops are listening but you buy a roach clip they just gave me one um but you buy a roach clip. they had all these rick and morty roach clips and i was like these are cool and they're like yeah you can have one and i was like yeah they're like this is this is how you buy weed basically you know and so they don't have weed out anywhere you buy a roach clip and they charge you like x amount of dollars based on how much weed you want and then they go in the back and they like present you your gift like it's a gift oh nice in new york state right now because it's legal but you can't so sell it's variable it variable pricing on the roach clips yes the roach clips are probably very expensive at times but yeah i just think mm. it's kind of cool it's like feels like this weird prohibitiony thing where like like there's no weed to be found in the store there's nothing advertising it but you, you buy a roach card clip and they'll to buy the yeah. roach clip yeah because Am- Amex has a return guarantee. Okay. 
where if you can return the roach clip and smoke you can all return the, weed. the roach clip right and since all you actually bought was a roach clip so because yeah. like obviously the store is not going to accept a, a, the return of a roach clip right yeah but amex has a return guarantee that says if you buy something and the merchant won't accept a return on it yeah Am- amex will guarantee a full refund up to 90 days after the purchase wow up to three thousand dollars a year wow you should be maxing that three thousand dollars a year on road that's clips. what i'm saying dude mm. um yes so daniel yeah yeah hydrogen peroxide is another good one it's a good yeah. one yeah it fizzes yeah, it makes one. a foamy classic bottle your wound brown you know like dark brown plastic bottle when people got pneumonia and died i mean people still yeah. get pneumonia and die but you know like scarlet fever era sure something like that uh-huh. you know yeah yeah you know, some people yeah. put like a little bit of it in their listerine is that right uh-huh just for, to give it that for oh because bleaching it... properties for mouth for washing properties. oh interesting yeah I, I literally saw this on a tiktok it's like baking soda. It's one of those just staple things that is yep. like hardcore. Like you need to have baking soda and you you can like, you can ingest it. Mm-hmm. You can stuff it in your shoes. Yeah. You, you can bleach your hair. Nothing you can't do with it. Yeah. Baking soda. Man. Love it. Love to see Standing it. Standing in the square, bleaching my hair with some peroxide. Preaching for a t-shirt to wear. Yeah. What is that? What is that? It's Eminem, bro. Yeah, just the way you were singing it was like it wasn't triggered, but that's uh Who would have thought? Standing Yeah, it's like White America? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. I don't know why it didn't like trigger the way you were saying it. I don't know. Well I started like in the middle of the verse, so you know, you kinda right, had right. to you kinda had to know where you were. Yeah. You needed to yell it more. Mm-hmm. If I oh, was I never a problem in Harlem, only in Boston. Yeah. Good yeah. stuff. Yeah, good stuff, Daniel. Um, Daniel, I have a list of off-topic topics. We don't have to even do this. That, no, I would love that. You know, it's... Uh, I don't know what our holiday plans are. Um, holidays, that's another off-topic topic. But, you know, I'm already feeling in the holiday spirit. You know, it's so this Thursday. Is the show. I've got, I've got approximately... Uh, let me do some quick math. I've got 13 contractual hours of labor remaining until the holidays begin and you're gonna straight up take a break two weeks baby cool dude so that's crazy i'm in the holiday spirit already i wonder if i should take a week off take two i don't know man i mean v3 needs to happen but but it's like are you gonna write it on christmas day no you're gonna write it the week between christmas and new year's this is all self-imposed, but I was like thinking yesterday about at Titan how they just gave us two weeks off. Yeah, it was like, oh my gosh, that it was, was so amazing. cool. Speaking of, we which, literally took two weeks off. I don't, I don't know that we can name names here, but there was a guy the year before we got to Titan. They got three <laughs> weeks off. Really? Uh huh. And one guy at Titan complained and said. He felt like he didn't know what he was even working on before the break. And like, he felt like the break was too long. 
And so they switched it to taking two weeks off. What? The, that's the tale they tell everybody. Everybody who's worked there says that the guy the year before I got there. Oh, you know it's, the guy. It's, it's Adam, guy. isn't it? That freaking. Uh, no, no, we're not naming names. We're not it's naming Adam. Names. It's a guy who was there when we got there and then wasn't there and now is there again. Oh. And, okay. You that guy. guy, that grubby, flat-footed. So what happened no is he good. changed He changed the rules on vacation, Christmas vacation, and then he left the company. Like, what a what move, a dick right? move. Yeah. Sheesh. Man. But then he came back to enjoy his short Christmas breaks. Yeah. Stick his nose in it. But yeah, Christmas break, that's the best. Christmas break, yeah. Yep. I, I still feel like I should get summers off. Like, that's like... That never really left me. The feeling like I should have from like May to September off. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. I I uh, Help me with this. and I mean, you're in the same position. You and I both just do whatever we want anyway. Mm-hmm. And... I feel like when I had a job, I craved time off. Mm-hmm. And now that I don't, I don't take it unless I'm like going on a vacation or something. And I don't even feel like I need to take it, you know? Yeah. That... Well, I'm in the, I think we're both in the unenviable position. And I guess for you, this is a little bit less real than for me. But like, I both crave time off and money. Yeah. Um, and like, for me right now, money is directly uh, yep. orthogonal to time off. I wonder if that's like better in this scenario because you can just say, would I rather have off or would I rather you know, make X money? And like, oh, I'd rather have off. Mm-hmm. Where like right now I feel like would I rather have off or would I rather be... It's like I'm either off and happy... I can't verbalize this properly for some reason or like I'm going to be unhappy because I'm not getting work done that I that needs to get done. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Where if you're like freelancing or working in a company, it's like sure. I mean the company is the ideal cuz you just take off and you still get money. Yeah, yeah. Freelancer you take off, you don't get money. But then like I don't know. I'm not saying that like there's other phases of of like my life that I feel like I could take off, but like now I'm in a phase where I'm like man, if I take off, I'm just pushing, kicking this can, you know. Yeah, you're just like punting on your own. Yeah, it's true. So and you did also just take off for some baby boy time, so like yeah, I did. It's not like you've like you feel like you've probably already punted some this year, for sure. And so you're like yeah, that probably doesn't. Yeah, and I went on like a few trips and I screwed off and fished a bunch for a little bit there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So that's that's taken off. Speaking of V three needs to happen at some point. Yeah. Any idea on what that point is? Daniel dude. Somebody messaged me the other day, friend of the show and us, was like, Hey, my company's like debating between liveware and view for an upcoming project. Any idea when V3's coming? Because like that's gonna make the decision pretty easy and I'm like ta So I don't know. I am. I took a little break the past two weeks to work on Headless Alpine. The combo box is done. List box is done. It's all going to get shipped and it's going to be like done. Did um, you have ChatGPT3 build it for you? No. I tried having ChatGPT build me a bowling simulator in JavaScript and that failed. Like it wasn't that great. So okay. I did try it with something and I didn't have a great experience. Okay. Did you try it with something? Uh, I've had it build Alpine components for me. 
nice yeah we are the modal yeah yeah um yeah so so there's that where were we chat gpt before chat gpt combo box. Combo, box. combo box okay so v3 here's here's the v3 story basically i took off two weeks i'm trying to get my head back in the zone i literally couldn't couldn't get back into it today so i called mitch and so we haven't even talked about the credit system mitch and i have going have we talked about that no like credits and debits like you owe each other tokens of work basically except i only owe him tokens Okay. Um, it's kind of like you're you and Aaron Francis, what you were describing. Sure. Except we use human money for that. It's gotcha. simpler. <laughs> right. So we're not, it actually would be a lot simpler, but Mitch is the kind of dude that I, I just felt bad, like using his brain so much just to chat and whatnot uh-huh. and occasionally pair it. So I'm like, dude, I'm profiting off this. Like I need to pay you. And he'll just be like, and I'm like, all right, well, we got to figure something out. Like let's sure. do credits or something. And so, we have a, a you know a ledger of like earned credits and then we have liquidation events where we liquidate the credits and i buy him cool shit oh that's for his dope apartment and i benefit from it because i'm there all the time and that's awesome yeah. so the first liquidation event is happening like this week and it's like a whole Nintendo Switch setup with Smash and GameCube controllers and a TV. Oh, because so like, Because he just earned like seven credits, which is equivalent of like a thousand bucks or whatever. So it's like we, we just bought a Bluetooth speaker. Oh it's going to be a Bluetooth speaker, a whole Switch setup, and like a really nice bottle of whiskey. And that's the first liquidation event Dude, for his apartment. You guys are having a blast over there. That sounds yeah, fun. Yeah, it's really fun. It's super fun. Hell yeah. So literally today I couldn't get couldn't get anywhere on liveware so i was like mitch you want i literally text him want to earn a credit and like he usually texts me like yeah give me an hour or whatever yeah and then we hop on a pair he gets me somewhere either like helps me solve a problem or just gets me motivated sure and yeah so it's great for me i get a ton of value out of it and he gets a bunch of cool shit so so but he doesn't he doesn't give you credits no hmm no if there's something if he texted like, you and said want to earn a credit would you say yes interesting so how we would do it it would just deduct from his credit pool oh first because we've if done got, that before what like, if you got to zero yeah he yeah he would be in debt credits to me and then well see debt. like I, I need his time you should make you know? a card that represents these credits you know well we actually converted them to mitch coins oh tokens yeah they're tokens is kind of nice token is is this a dow I think we should put this on the blockchain. Are we doing this right now, Daniel? Are we doing this? <laughs> Dude, this is great because then I'm going to start uh, like somehow earning Mitch's credits from him. Like, I don't exactly know how. Um, like, how, how are you going to do it? I don't know. Like, I'll find some way to do Mitch a favor and have him right, pay me right, in right. the credits that he's earning from you. Mm. And then one day I'll be like, hey, Caleb, I don't know if you know this, but I have I need 77 to Mitch credits. <laughs> right, because they're fungible and yeah. I am obligated to buy Daniel cool shit. Dude, that would be cool yeah. too. Yeah, the, the difference, well, I would say the difference between Mitch and most other people is he, no, that's not true. You don't buy your stuff cool shit. You don't buy, what did I just say? You don't, you don't buy, buy your, stuff, your cool shit. stuff cool shit. You don't buy yourself like there's stuff you don't buy yourself that oh, like for sure. yeah. that I could buy you that's like random and cool uh-huh. and you would dig. So yeah. 
It does apply to most people, yeah. Yeah. But uh, I also, like... I feel like I'm already freelancing in the world, you know? Mitch is not freelancing, right? He has a job job. Oh, no, he quit his job job. No, he's got a job job. He's got a job job. Okay. Yeah. He quit. They took him back. Okay. He's got the best setup. He's He's, like... I don't know how much... I don't he think was it's making bad crepes, to like, right? Wasn't he? Yeah, Wasn't he was making crepes. That was a while ago. Yeah, he's like multiple times he's done the thing where it's like, "Up, oh, screw this, I'm out." <laughs> like, yeah. get in a car and just drive across the country. But you know, and last time was for real. Like he like packed his life in his car, got rid of his apartment, and just like drove off. Lived with my brother for a while um, in Denver, and like bounced around and got. I think he got an apartment. I don't know, but he came back, and now he's got a cool apartment nine minutes away from me, and his living room is a giant like pro-sized pool table that's the whole thing so his like basically his apartment consists of a pool table and so we play pool like a lot hell yeah and it's awesome yeah you know one thing i've always um thought about billiards yeah is that billiards would be better if around the pool table were those anti-fatigue mats that you find behind the counter of like a restaurant, you know? Uh Because like, I am like that. I would love to play billiards for six and a half straight hours. Absolutely. You know? But like, it's often like in a basement on a concrete floor. Yeah. And it's like, you know, we've, we, there's technology for standing on a concrete floor for six and a half hours at a time. Yeah. Like if it, you know those interlocking like jigsaw puzzle pads for like mm-hmm. gyms and garages mm-hmm. and stuff? Mm-hmm. That would be perfect. Yeah, perfect. But his move is great. It's like it's right in the living room. There's no yeah. couches or anything. It's like there's a few folding chairs for, you know, the on watchers or whatever, yeah. but but yeah, so it's like it's the center of everything. So you just play it a lot. It's like if it was in the basement it would be a little cold. You'd be like going down there, you know. But because in the living room, it's like pool's just always there, you know? I don't have a lot of, um, like, like bachelor friends around my age, Yeah, you know? Like, most of the guys I know around my age are in a relationship or married or something, yeah. right? Boring. But I just uh, met some dudes... Um, through a friend who have like a little house poker game. Oh, cool. And so I like went and played poker at their house and their house is like, I haven't been in a house like this in a minute. Okay. But like you walk in and it just smells like BO and weed. Yeah. You know, (laughs) there's nothing on any of the walls. Yeah. You go to the bathroom. There's like a bookshelf that they got at Goodwill that has all of the toiletries on it, you know? Oh, yeah. Um, like, it's just... Oh, and the toiletries are just kind of piled in mounds on the shelves. Like, there's this one shelf that clearly is one guy's stuff, and it's just like a razor on top of a bottle of Lubiderm on top of it, you know? It's just like... <laughs> That's just great. like all this stuff, you know? There's definitely a used condom in the trash can Oh, next for to sure, exactly. Yes. But, like, these guys are, like, 30, you know? Yeah. It was like, it's wild. It just reminds me of like houses that my friends lived in in college or something. Um, yeah. But anyway, similar to Mitch's situation, they just 
literally their living room is a poker table and a TV nice. and a big yeah, couch. So when they sit on the couch, they're looking over the poker table. Over the table poker table, of course. At the TV. Yeah, that's great. Dude, that's the way it needs to be. When I invite people over, it's like, all right, what are we going to do? Like, unless you come up in my office and we just start making music or having fun you like that. You have a goddamn like, activity. Yeah, exactly. And the only thing I have is, I mean, I do have a Switch. Yeah. You got a and board games or, and stuff. Or an Xbox or something. The Xbox is on my desk and it's oh cool just collects dust. You been playing um, the new Modern Warfare? No, never new touched it. Warzone is out. No, we talked about it briefly because I said something. We I was like, like they need to make this tropical or whatever, and not. I was like, oh they're t- oh Middle East, Middle East, Middle Eastern like theme. Come on, guys. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And then you had some funny bit about. Well, I, I played a couple rounds something. last night. Oh yeah, yeah, it's pretty good. I mean, I've heard good things. There's a couple things things that are weird about it, but we don't need to get into it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I I mean, it would be so much fun. It would be so much fun. Yeah. If I got into that. But, Mm -hmm. you know, I hate hate to bring that that baby boy card into these conversations, but, you know. You got one. Woe is me. Yeah. But it's like before I I avoided stuff like that, kind of. And now it's like, there's no way. Like, that would be the worst thing if I got into that. Just the Mitch thing alone, like this the, brief story, like M- Mitch, my brother had the first like place of our mm-hmm. friends and Mitch like crashed there all the time and like made, made it his own. You know, he like, we destroyed my brother's garage, like completely destroyed it. There was so many like arguments and like Brock being taken advantage of and, you know, stuff if, if fun, but also like that element of like dude like this is my house bro you know mm-hmm. stuff like that we're always just imposing on my brother and his roommate constantly and so mitch has been in that role of imposition for so long and now he's got the dope place and i just like i mean i invite myself over all the time and i invite other people over yeah, so yeah. like other adjacent friends i'm just like yo we got it let's go to mitch's you know whatever so it just happens that in the past like three four weeks i keep running the scenario where i'm over his house with somebody they're hit just as much his friend too and and we're just staying way too late and he's like falling asleep in his own house and just and then we like leave a mess and all this stuff whatever so it's just very funny and like i called him to apologize the other day at you know whatever he's, he's just like i gotta come to me i gotta come to me this is yeah i've laid this bed like yeah, yeah. I, i've earned this in life so whatever anyway but don't you know it daniel you gotta have a friend nine minutes away with a pool table in the middle of his house yeah it's important. Yes. Some sort of a game table in the living room is really important. Yeah. And, and so I the now, next... I've now ahead. filled that role for myself. Really? Oh, I right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With like your crew. I have the poker table in the living room. Yeah, yeah. You got to have you gotta have that in your life. So we need... He doesn't have a TV. And we brought one over the other day to play Smash, and it was a hoot. We, I mean, I love Smash. You love Smash? Yeah, I mean, yes. We've talked about Smash. I really Smash, like but... Smash 64. That's crazy. Have you played the other ones? Like yeah, yeah, I've played them. at but all. Like nothing. Like like if you're talking hours, like I've probably played Melee in my sorry Brawl is the one that was on GameCube, right? Not so I've Melee. played that one probably for like a hundred hours over the course of my life. Melee yeah. on the 64, I've probably played for 700 hours over the course. So of the my 64 life. one's just original Smash. The yeah. Melee Melee's on the GameCube. Brawl's on the Wii. I'm pretty sure. 
I think Super Smash Brothers. Maybe you're right. Melee is definitely game. Smash Cube. 64. That's for sure. I've got hours and hours and hours and hours. And yeah. Hours. Okay. The original one. Yeah. Because we had an N64 yeah. on the hall in my college that just lived in the commons. Yeah. And we just played Super Smash Brothers all the time. And that makes sense. And but I'm well. You've played Melee, so you get it. But you know, yeah. it's like original Smash is awesome, but but it's so it's nothing compared to Melee and Smash Ultimate. You know. Like if you go yeah, back to I, it, I think you're like, "What is game, this game?" Yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I guess it is in a sense. Yeah, like I like we just whatever used someone else's Switch for Smash who didn't have all the characters unlocked. It was really nice. We had like seven original characters mm-hmm. instead of like a hundred random characters. You know? Yeah. And there was something really pleasant. And we just played old maps because you can play the original maps or just play yeah anytime and part of this is also that i just haven't put in all the hours that other people have but like anytime i play one of the newer smashes i always feel like i lose to someone who's playing a character where i don't know all of their moves yeah there is a lot of like weird off like stuff that just totally there's this dude i can't even think of the name of this person which is silly um but yeah, there's there's people who all of a sudden like a giant fist shoots out of thin air and pummels you in the face. And also, like, there's like a what? lot of characters like, that have the same moves where it's like, yeah. oh, like, like those anime characters? characters are going to have a falcon punch, you know? Oh, like, sure. It's, well. it's falcon punch. Like only one character needs falcon punch you. and it's Captain Falcon. They have like Samus and then like no suit Samus. You right, know, there's exactly. a lot of stuff like that. That's, yeah. That's... Uh, different variations of basically the same core character you know Mm -hmm. but i mean i love it though i love it whereas i think 64 it's basically each character is basically a genre of character and like has a type of moves and there aren't a lot of overlap yep among i guess like fox and mario kind of have similar moves not really though not yeah they're both like kind of like melee though you know Um, mario has oh right right Mario has the fireballs and Fox has the gun. Yeah. But so they each do have a distance attack, but like But like different. Link has a projectile and I'm yeah. trying to think of original characters, but there's other characters that have projectiles. Yeah, Samus, Samus has, has a projectile. projectile. Uh Yoshi has an egg. Yoshi has an egg, yeah. I yeah. I was a Yoshi man. Were you? Yeah. Edge watching. So you get people off the match map okay. and then like as they're trying to float back, you're just hitting them with eggs to keep them. You egg them from down. Landing. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's pretty decent. Yeah. Cause like Fox, the lasers are horizontal, so you'd have to like jump to them. Yeah. Jump down to them and then get yep. back up. Um yeah. Dude, I was I was playing as we were just just a few of us playing and we were using OG characters and it was a ton of fun. And I saved Kirby for last because my Kirby is now the most frustrating thing in the world. It's like my favorite thing is just to be curvy and piss everybody off, like extremely piss everybody off. Yeah. And this <laughs> is my technique, which is like the stupidest thing ever. There's two real piss off techniques. So, you know, the Kirby's like suck brick. him and drop him off the edge. Well, suck him and drop him off the edge is my favorite. And I will always <laughs> just like hard spam that if I can. And it is just the best. I want yeah. everybody to do it to me. I want to do it to other people. It's just the most fun thing when you're in Kirby's mouth and you're mashing every button trying to get out of his mouth before he goes down too far. It's great. Um, the The side note awesomeness is that Hannah is a killer Kirby, actually. Like, she's pretty Hell dangerous yeah. with Kirby. So I just love that, like, sweet little Hannah plays the sweet little character and just, like, crushes people by sucking them happily off the edge. Um, you know Kirby's brick move? Turn mm-hmm. to a brick, you fall down. 
you know and most like the way you think to use it is oh you're high above somebody you brick down on them mm-hmm. but you can just like short hop above them brick super quick and then mm-hmm. unbrick like instantly mm-hmm. and you can spam that and for some reason you can't grab them while they're doing that mm-hmm. you can't like you're almost invincible and it's just the most frustrating thing so anyway i had a great time just wanted hell, to tell you that hell yeah smash dude so if you ever wanted to play smash you can play smash you have a switch of course right i do yeah we could play smash online together it'd be awesome wow i know you tell you what i have been doing recently i've been playing a lot of rocket league oh yeah it's back i took like three years off yeah um and my i discovered that my college roommate jacob um plays rocket league now okay and he and i are almost exactly the same rank and okay so they're you've played ranked video games this is the highest ranked i have been in a video game ever wow so there's classic bronze silver gold platinum diamond then there's champ and grand champ and there's a super elite ranking called ssl supersonic legend which is uh which is like impossible to get to it's like a thousand people okay um but like i am on the very border of champ okay like so of like i'm at the very top of diamond and i haven't yet broken into champ but like mm. it's inevitable yep like that we're going to break into champ that's so legit. i'm very excited because i've never in a video game broken out of the like ranks named after like precious metals and objects (laughs) and stones and stuff you know into the ones where they're like well this is higher than real things it's called champion you know it's like top 1.5 percent or so of players you're really good at video games daniel i'm good at this one apparently but rocket league is like smash in that like i want to play with people like all the time but the gradient is just so huge on like how much you play the game they are yeah, they're better than me now because oh, wow. I took those years off and they didn't. They gotcha. just stayed on that grind. Have you played them? Not recently. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, so I mean, it's just one of those games that I like Rocket League, but it's just way less fun for people who suck at it yeah, when yeah. you're really good at it. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. No, which, you have to find you know. people around your rank to grind with. Yes. Yeah, but that's cool though. I forget about Rocket League. I was never any good at it. But I had a ton of fun playing it and could totally see myself similar to Smash. I'm just a little farther along in Smash. I'm just like, yeah, you know, dedicating myself to it. It's a fun, yeah, it's fun. Super fun. Super, Super fun. fun, dude. Super, Super fun. fun. Um, Daniel, yeah, so that's, that's, that's video games. And I brought up Smash because I don't remember exactly how it got brought up, but I wrote Smashville on my list. I think... I think we said Smashville at some point. Smashville, thought, oh, yes, that is Smash. a food truck. Smash Burger. Is it really Smashville? Yes. Oh, seriously. I go there every Thursday. Perfect. Nice. I have Smash a standing Burgers. Thursday. I'll go there tonight. I have a standing Thursday 7 p.m. engagement, and then it lets weekly out at engagements. Eight. It lets out at eight, and then I leave there. And two blocks away is this place called the Brew Pump. Don't okay. be creepy. Don't come to the brew pump on seven at eight p.m. on a Thursday just to find me. But I'll be there because you go to the brew pump Don't and outside me, is no. the Smashville truck, yeah, slinging their tasty, tasty Smash burgers. 
that's cool dude that's a great name and smash burgers i just had five guys for the first time yeah in my life have you had five guys yeah is that like a chain around you or whatever it's um, from washington dc so yes okay any any smash burger joint i am into they're i'll just let great. you know right now that five guys is literally nowhere near as good as the smashville truck okay what about um uh shake shack that's my smash burger of choice also nowhere near as good as the really? Smashville truck yeah I, like i don't all right dude. this the truck is run is owned by a beef farm okay like this is beef from down the road this is very Asheville like, smash fresh 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 beef you know right. hmm. yeah it's so good <laughs> i dig it i dig it a smash burger a week man that's what i'm saying dude that's that's what you need and also uh if you live in west Asheville, yep the normally overpriced five dollar fries are three dollars Ooh. It's Why? just the thing he does. He says, you live out west? And you say, uh-huh. He says, I'm going to give you a break on the fries. And then they're $3. And his name's yeah. Muckrake. Or... Uh, no, his name's like Jake or something. I fucking forget his name. He's like a deadhead. Yeah. That's great, Daniel. Yeah. Um, Daniel, two more off-the-topic topics uh, sure. are two different types of vans. Uh-huh. One, the Honda Odyssey mm-hmm. that I'm considering Kind of an off-the-wall topic, yeah. It is off-the-wall. Nice. And, okay, extra off-the-topic. I went into um, Not Hot Topic, Zoomies, the other day. Sure. And it was awesome. Was it? Were you? Did you frequent Zoomies as a kid? No, no. I grew up in Japan. I've been to Zoomies, but yeah. Okay, but it's not a... Where did you get your vans, then? It's funny. This is full circle because I, I was would a, go I was to a DC Zoomies shoes to skater. Gotcha. Okay. Well, they sold DC too. Really? Yeah. They're selling DCs. They don't sell shoes anymore. But at the time, oh, they sold DCs. Uh, I thought for you're sure. saying I, now. I remember seeing people who wore DCs and being like, "Well, this is new because I like it wasn't like a thing, and then it was a thing." Yeah, it's like DCs and Etnies and yeah. exactly. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Used to be just vans, at least as I saw, and I would just wear vans, and then DCs with their super fat tongue. Oh yeah, baby. And people wearing them, and it was people who didn't skate. You know, also mm-hmm. it was like mm-hmm. kind of like a fashion thing mm-hmm. for like uh, people who are into like people like gangster type dudes and <laughs> or stuff. like school shooters. <laughs> or school shooters, dude. That's really funny. I'm trying like to say the most friendly word about people who wear DCs, and you just said school shooters. I'm just saying, like, there's a lot of guys like a picture from middle school who are like, yeah, just like with the like spiky necklaces and the DCs and the black jeans, yeah. Because yeah. I was like briefly for a moment like trying to like kind of goth it up a little bit in middle school. Okay, you know, right. um, but I didn't really know how. I wasn't good at it, you mm. know. But uh, I did have some black DCs and some black jeans with some flames on them, which I thought was pretty cool. Yeah, that is pretty cool. That's pretty cool. I remember being like, you know, my flavor of skater was more like punk skater. Uh-huh. And then, you know, like like Rob Deerdeck and like yeah, his yeah. brand of skater is more like, I'm just going to say gangster for lack of a better sure. word. But you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Hip hop vibey, whatever with like, sure. just, I don't know. 
like Chad Muska maybe kind of deal. And, uh-huh. and I don't know. I was like, just like offended by it. You didn't like it? No. Because thought it wasn't Skater. Right. Yeah. yeah. But it is. But yeah, DCs. So I just was like, these things are weird and non-skaters wear them, but it, people love them. And I don't know. I'm so, yeah. But Zoomies, dude, they used to give you like fat stacks of stickers. Mm-hmm. These big Zoomies stickers. So you go there, you get the fat stack, go back to school or whatever. And you put them on everything, pass them out. You stick them on signs and cars and everything. And so I'm in there like, you know, 20 years later. And, and I'm like, do you guys still have Zoomie stickers? They're like, oh yeah. And they hooked me up. They have like whole sticker sheets now. They're like, oh yeah, here's a sticker sheet. Here's a sticker stack. And they were That's like, wild. they kind of knew what was happening. Cause I'm like, yeah. oh my gosh. And like Spitfire hacky sacks. I got those. Yeah, yeah. You have mini logo, like all this stuff. And they just knew that I was like reliving something. And so they were, it was cool. I don't know. They were just like, oh, this Hell guy. Yeah. Were, the, were the people working there around your age or no? I would say. Or no. were they younger? Younger. Okay. Yeah. 20, 25 maybe 20 20 okay, maybe yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah probably 20 ish old yeah. enough that it wasn't like that foreign right yep right. yep but there was like some respect you know it was just like, like oh, oh you're an dude. elder punk dude right exactly <laughs> you don't look like it now but you get like it. you used to be like us man yeah right exactly you're an elder mall yeah. punk there was this um what's there's a this toy have you you get to talk to me about this this like skill toy that looks it's this wooden thing you hold it has two like wooden ear type things and a ball on top yeah, that is called a kendama yeah so tell me about it's the japanese kendama. great tell me about it what do you know about this <laughs> it's a wooden toy okay it's got don't describe a what it is string. <laughs> yeah people uh, have, like is this like a it's a popular japanese toy the reason it is cool that's what i'm looking the for. reason it's in zoomies Yes. Is, do you Why know who Adam Twenty Two is? I do. So Adam Twenty Two is into kendama. Okay, and he, interesting. For a long time, was just like rolling around back when like SoundCloud rap was like just popping really hard, and yep. he was like the only the media outlet like yeah. really covering SoundCloud rap. Yeah, he would just be rolling around interviewing like Lil Xan or whatever. And he would just be doing kendama, and he was having all these rappers try it and like teaching it people how to do kendama in his videos. He was just into it, and he was just like getting other people into it. And then at some point, like he made his own kendama oh. that he was selling. And then I think Supreme might have made a kendama at some point. Interesting. Like, so it just kind of like grew into like sort of a weird pop culture thing. It's like the that, yo-yo of Daniel, today. you are the... This is the explanation that I came to you for. Uh-huh. I saw Kendam... Like, I know they exist because I'm into skill toys. So, I naturally, I've sure. like looked at all the skill toys on, like, juggling websites. Like, super nerdy stuff. Yep. And I've seen them on there. And, like, that could be a cool skill toy. But it would be a nerdy, obscure thing. And then I think I saw it somewhere else. And then I'm in Zoomies. And there's these Kendamas. And I'm like, what the hell? Like, why is one? this, like, cool? So, I, I pointed at it. And I was like... Hey, you should get this for me for Christmas. And she's like, all right. So it's like, I need your credit card. <laughs> so she bought um, it for me. So um, Ken so Dama I did get one. I will is get two one. kanji, Ken and Tama. And Tama is uh, like ball. Okay. Um, and Ken is sword. So it just means sword and ball. Okay. So Interesting. Yeah. Ken Dama. And I, I wouldn't have really known who Adam 22 was like a month ago. 
so this is timely but uh-huh. he's like this weird i mean i just know him from steve-o's wild ride basically okay, interesting. like shows up on there i'm like who's this guy who looks really like good and put together but has face tattoos yeah, yeah you know yeah. <laughs> like uh-huh. what is up with this and so just i just learned about him got the gist and he's also like a porn star or something Correct. now uh-huh. which is just bonkers like this dude who looks like really like he's got like a really clean cut haircut good looking dude seems like super clear-headed and that's like there's these face tattoos on you and you're on steve's wild ride like why are you here what is your what is what are you you know it's interesting he's an weird, this weird is dude. not to like make this a show about porn but like he's interesting in being a porn star in that like uh he only does porn with his wife right which yeah. is like who's a porn i star. feel like rare yeah but his wife also only does porn with him oh really and and well and other women but right like, right the guests yeah. on their podcast right exactly yeah, yeah. it's, Dude, it's this just like bonkers i like i'm like reading thing. on wikipedia and i'm like yeah. what is this yeah, yeah. it's crazy anyway yeah. he's like one of the like sort of uh centers of like hip-hop journalism i guess you could call it okay he more he was during the SoundCloud era, like the center of hip hop journalism. Yeah, um, and then now it's sort of he's just one corner of it. Gotcha. But he's still big. Yep. Yep. Interesting. So Adam Twenty Two, Ken Dolls, and and Zoomies. Yeah, was a fork off of what? vans vans There's buying a honda odyssey uh-huh. and which i'm doing daniel how You're much is a 2016 odyssey? honda odyssey with ninety thousand miles on it worth on the used market right now how much do i think it's worth yeah probably a lot like way too much yeah tell me ninety thousand miles ninety thousand miles 2016 2016 twelve thousand dollars 21 grand no way Twenty one thousand dollars, caleb yes i'm about no. to buy a van for twenty one thousand dollars caleb don't That's old don't what is my alternative i could buy, buy something buy a shitty shitty car i in or general buy agree a with really, you buy it caleb either buy a really nice car or buy a really shitty car. Don't. So if do I buy a nice, if I buy, so I need to buy a van. Mm-hmm. And if I buy a van, that's nice, mm-hmm. like a new van. Mm-hmm. This exact Honda Odyssey new. Don't is buy like it. Forty two grand. Don't buy it new. Buy it with twenty five thousand miles on it. And I'm spending thirty eight grand, maybe. Yeah. Sure. Thirty eight thousand dollars. Sure. For a freaking van. Now, if I if I spend fifteen thousand dollars, you get. You know, 120,000 mile, 2012, maybe, maybe van, maybe mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. that's even optimistic. It's just bonkers to me. Yeah. This, this Why thing do you is need a Honda insane. Odyssey? Um, it's either that or a Toyota Sienna. They're like the, the good why, vans. Why do you need this? You have one baby. Well, baby boy is growing. Sure. And... <laughs> but he's not going <laughs> to no, take no. up four seats. Like, no, I know. You have one I, baby. I know. And no dog agreed so i plan on keeping it not driven most of the time but we go to florida and we bring our life for like three months 
Yeah. And a lot of people visit us. Yeah. And we end up like renting vehicles and renting vans that so cost a thousand dollars a week. So what car do you have now? A Toyota Corolla. Okay. So we have why... a single Toyota Corolla. I've only owned a single car for the past like ten years. But just like upgrade to a station wagon, like get an Outback. It it wouldn't give us more seats. But you don't need more seats, right? I do. The people who why visit us in Florida that that fly in and we cart them around all the time. Oh, I see. Yeah. And then we take road trips a lot mm-hmm. and, and yeah, like we, maybe we could get away with, I mean, we could definitely get away with like an Outback or something, but yeah. out, dude, have you shopped for Outbacks, bro? Yeah. I You're not one. saving that much money. Like, <laughs> yeah. Unless you get a really old car, which I feel like maybe I need to just buck up and do that. But I, I've sort of accepted that I'm in this like phase of life. Where mm-hmm. I have a wife who like won't allow me to get cars. But you're that also in this phase of the market the where time. you're like a year away from everything being thirty percent cheaper. You think so? Yes, dude. Yeah. Like the auto loan bubble is popping. Oh. Oh, damn. Like Carvana went out of business. Carmax is like on his last legs. Everywhere that buys used cars is going out of business. Yeah. And all of the the reason that all these cars are so expensive is that like during covid uh everyone got stimulus money they bought cars that they couldn't afford there was a bunch of subprime auto loans going out in very 2008 subprime mortgage style auto loans going out people are forfeiting on those loans cars are getting repoed heavy right now yes like i have heard that like the used car market is going to collapse Yes, like the housing bubble, except it won't have like a big impact on the economy. But... <laughs> right, that, they always say that, but yes. <laughs> but I have like heard or read or whatever, maybe Planet Money or something, what you're saying, that like there's sort of the same effect of like, oh my gosh. So that's what I'm saying. is like if you're going to buy a car, if you want to have a car for 10 years, yeah, I would buy it when you get a lot more car for your money. You know. So you would wait a year I would to wait two. A year maybe so what do i my alternative I want, so I, I want to i want a new car right i have yep. i've been wanting to get out of this 2012 outback for a little while here okay but i've just been like you know it's not worth it right now yeah well you don't have like a pressing need that's the problem like i could have that attitude with the toyota corolla i could ride that out like whatever doesn't matter but i have like a need sure and i need to fill it mm-hmm yeah but you need to fill it by when when do you go january, to florida end of january oh man that's pretty close yeah here's a question for you mm-hmm. can you haggle with dealers anymore yeah can you get them beyond like 400 dollars off of a car that's not where you haggle or well, are you gonna buy it in cash yes okay uh then i don't know what your leverage is there why? What's leverage otherwise? I don't have a trade in, so I don't have like a lot of levers to pull beyond like I don't. Well, no, that, that much. you actually just you honestly you don't want them to have levers to pull. So right, what you go so don't tell them you're buying it in cash. They already know it. Damn it! <sighs> Gotta find a new place. Doesn't know it. <laughs> you don't tell them you're buying it in cash. <laughs> Why? I figured that would be like a bargaining chip. No, it is, but you don't tell them yet. Mm, then you say like, all right, so what you if say, I could do this in cash? You say. First, let's settle on the price of the vehicle, and then let's talk about financing. Okay. Right? So you basically get them to think that 
they're going to lower the price of the vehicle for you and then they're going to make it up in financing on the back end. Right? Mm. And you can even mislead them and say like, oh, I talked to my bank. They pre-approved me for 5%. Like, you know, you, you like get it like, oh, I'm pre-approved for a kind of bad rate. Okay. You know? And so like maybe they're like, oh, well, I'm going to like sucker this guy later on financing so I can like drop the initial price of the vehicle and then like make up my commission on financing. So sometimes mm-hmm. I've heard tell people will actually make no money on the car thinking that they're going to make it all back on financing. Interesting. Um, so you like negotiate the price first. You get them to sign something on the price. Then mm-hmm. you go to financing. And you're like, actually, I'm just going to pay cash. You know, and then they're pissed, but you do it anyway. Right. I mean, that makes more sense because I've wondered why is cash like a bargaining chip, like with houses and stuff? Like, why is that? I mean, I guess with houses, it's like, well, the seller doesn't get any more money. It's right. just the more uncertainty not, it's not that you're going to be able to finance it. Yeah. So I guess that kind of makes sense. But in general, like it's sort of, isn't that like a broad sentiment that like cash is king? Like you have some cash is like, king except give you cash right now, you know, cash is king except when the business sells loans. Yeah. Which right. is what dealerships do. Dealerships yeah, don't dude. sell cars. They sell loans. Bro. Oh, big mistake. Yeah, I'm trying to work this guy down and having like zero success. There's this lady on TikTok who is so dope. She's like from, I want to say she's from Alabama or Arkansas or Mississippi. Some southern place. Um, And she's just a like bulldog who you send at car dealerships. So you like hire this lady. Okay. And you say like, how I'm trying to buy this car. Like, can you go in and negotiate? Like, you say basically, like, hey, I want an Odyssey. I want to pay this much. Like, yeah. go get me the best deal you can. And then she takes commission on, like, what she gets you under sticker or something. Dude, that's dope. And she's dope. so cool. She makes all these TikToks where she's, like, recording her conversation with. So, what? yeah, what is, what's the secret sauce? I mean, so that's a big part of it is, like, they want to play the shell game with you where they're talking about the price of the trade-in, financing, and price of the vehicle all at the same time. You want to isolate those three things and negotiate them in order. So first first you get price of the vehicle. Yeah. Or sorry, first you get price of the trade-in, right? Then you get price of the vehicle. Then you talk about financing. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. I have so no you basically say like they I'm not even willing cash to and talk I don't about trade it. <laughs> yeah, it's like I'm not even willing to talk about the price of the vehicle until we agree what the price of my trade in is worth, right? So like once we do that, okay. Now I'm not even willing to talk about financing until we agree what this vehicle is going to cost me. Yep. You know. So, but anyway, it's like not that easy to do. Hmm. Like I've seen videos of people getting shut down trying to do that strategy. Yeah. And just like not knowing the right things to say, you know. I think there's this general false understanding that you can haggle with dealers and get somewhere. But I went like with my sister to buy a Prius so that like, you know, she needed like a big strong man who's like mean to people and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I just laid into him, you freaking guy. No. Um, yeah. But I, you know, I'd like try to play a little bit of hardball, whatever. And it was just stalemate, like awkwardly sitting at this table like trying to get them to just not charge as much for like hours was she willing to walk yeah we should have walked i know we should have walked um i mean it was her money i don't care whatever yeah um but 
what's the point of that? Oh, then when we were talking trade in, then it then we got somewhere. Yeah. Then like there's like, oh, let me go talk to whatever. Okay, yeah, we'll do it. They just came back and literally said, we were like, we want a thousand bucks. And they're like, okay, we'll do it. And then we're like, yeah. shoot, we should have asked more. Like, maybe we don't know what this piece of junk you're trading in is worth. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So whatever, Daniel, it's just this super opaque system that is rigged against you. And well, that's why you want this cool, like lawyer lady who's basically just like, I'm going to go and be your car lawyer. That's what you need. That's what you need. And normally like, I would just would like go to the, like Craigslist or Facebook Marketplace, but there's nothing on there. They don't have cars anymore. Yeah, it's well, it's like when you're buying a house, you have a realtor. Like right. this isn't a yeah. small purchase. Like it's not the worst idea to have a representative in this negotiation. I know. I know. I've heard of people like you go to one dealership, you give them a grand of price. You go to the next one, you bargain with that. You get another. You just like hop around, do 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 do, and then you like work them all down and get the person down the lowest and buy that car or whatever. Yeah. They're just counting on you not having the time or persistence to do that. Right. Whereas but this, this car all on the phone. Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. so I could but hire this the, lady. You could hire this lady. Oh, interesting. Well, so the pro, yeah, I guess with, with this thing, it's like, I'm super particular. If it was a new car, it would be easy. Cause it's like, Oh, I know what I want. They're all going to be the same thing. Yep. But the used cars are just so different in every little feature and how well everything is taken care of. It's just, uh, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. So the the moral of the story here is like, I'm baffled by how expensive the used car market in general is. And it's blowing my mind. And I wanted to blow your mind with that number. So, yeah. It's a stupid number. It's a stupid number. I'm like, this is killing me. This is killing me. Yeah. So there's van number one. Van number two is Van Nystad, Daniel. Okay. Are you aware of Van Nystad? Van, I'm aware of Van Nystad, yeah. Who is Van Nystad, Daniel? Brother to Casey Nystad. Have you dug into this dude? I haven't dug deeply, and I've seen a few of his videos. Yeah. I'm hook, okay. line, and sinker into Van Nystad. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I feel like it's like discover. It's like you met... I don't know, Darth Vader, and you thought he was cool, but then you meet, like, Emperor Palpatine or whatever you call yeah, him. Yeah, the guy Darth really Sidious. pulled the strings. Exactly. And then you're like, oh, this dude. He's yeah, the Yeah, this one. is the main dude. So it's like, Casey's cool. This is great. Whatever. Oh, Van taught Casey. Like, Van is a more, like, pure Casey, you know? Yeah, he's And like the Tom form. Sachs, this whatever, like, art high art dude that i don't wasn't even aware of is like above vent like it's like you just track this stuff and you just see you're like oh my gosh all that stuff i loved about like casey and his studio and his everything about him he got from this dude his older brother who got yeah. it from this other dude yeah, yeah, yeah that he worked for like this is a tradition this is a tradition it's insane like his like you know like the white uh white out pens that casey just like labels everything with the shelves yeah. the organization everything that stuff is like carbon copy daniel except van has all this philosophy behind it and you know his videos are just so much more artistic maybe or whatever i love casey's videos but they're yeah. you know they're kind of hypey vlog whatever like different uh-huh. vibe so this dude's like i have a philosophy let me show it to you in a really artful thoughtful way hell yeah dude i'm just I digging it. it like i think my goal for 2023 is to just be mentored by van neistat yeah and to have I a think philosophy. that's what I'm thinking. Well, I'm just going to adopt his, whatever it is. Uh-huh. Yeah, fuck yeah. it. Not going to think about it. Yeah, it's a lot gonna... of work. 
<laughs> that's a lot of work uh so dude but you should check him out bro he's like oh yeah I'll, I'll do a little deep dive he is a I'll dude do a little van man. deep dive he's the spirited man hell yeah the spirited man the spirited man this particular I, I video. spirited man yeah and it, that's the theme throughout everything he's always saying like well this particular spirited man mm-hmm. you know the man it. repairs everything replaces nothing yeah just gold 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 mine i'd like Tons to of, think that i have a little bit of that customization spirit yeah they, they do. they're customizers that's the thing i like about them yes they customize like they don't just buy a product and like use it yeah they like buy a product and fuck with it until it's the thing that they right. want it to be yes like my desk has a wireless charger that i embedded into it with a hole saw and wood putty yeah it's perfect and it's covered in tags but yeah yep. also yeah, that's... many of them with whiteout pen ironically white i just ordered white out pens i figured like this is my first step in becoming them i did i did those are the ones i know so i just saw that they use prestos i was like scroll down like a well established graffiti tool like if you just walk around your city you will see presto tags is the is the tip so like does the how much does the tip matter i got like the run of the mill thing but i'm i'm like wondering if oh maybe it's like it's like a metal tip yeah it's like a metal tip yeah yeah no that's the one that's the one. Great. Yeah. Prestos, bro. Like if you just walk around your city, like especially, so you know like uh, like street signs have those kind of like Familiar. green, like W-shaped poles? Yes. You know the poles that hold up street signs? And they've got like little I don't know that they're green, but them. of course, yeah, that W-shaped uh, whatever, like irony yeah. kind of thing. You'll see a lot of tags like along those poles that are Presto tags. Like that's a really mm. common place for Presto tags. Or like... But one of the coolest types of tags is Presto tags on rusty metal. Because, like, okay. the you'll see that, like, this metal was tagged when it wasn't rusty. And now mm. it is rusty. But the Presto is just riding, like, oh. perfectly. But now it's a little tan, you know? Oh. I love right a Presto on. tag. And I love old Presto tags. Like, old Presto tags are, like, one of the coolest things. Sweet. All right. I'll keep like, my Especially eye when you find, like, a... You know, like on the side of a building, there'll be like a fire hose connector. Yep. It's got like, it's sort of like there's two connectors, like a little like angle bracket. Totally. They're like a lot of times those will have little Presto tags on them. And like no one's buffing that, you know? So every once in a while you'll just be like, oh, look, there's a Presto tag from like 1999 on this Mm. thing. You know, like in 1989, someone presto tagged this little fire. It's still there. Connector. It's still there. Dope, dude. I love that stuff. I I hope by this time next year, you know, you look behind me and you see a a nice stat esque like wall of like drawers (laughs) and stuff that all have presto like whiteout labels. I have presto whiteout labels on. I I know you can't see them, but like. Those uh, milk crates up there all have Presto whiteout labels on them. That's for like that little what... white stuff at the top? Yeah. Um, That's cool. But yeah, the um, the I have a plan for that closet. I even have a 3D rendering for that closet. We've talked about this on the show. And it's Daniel's never happened. Ultra Desk. It's never happened, and I'm so upset. <sighs> you know why, Caleb? Because there's because... a dresser in the closet. There is a dresser in the closet. And the dresser has shit in it. 
And the plan for the closet incorporates new drawers to put the shit that's in there into. Mm-hmm. But it's like, there needs to be a time where I empty that thing out, just pile all the stuff somewhere, take the dresser to the dump or to Goodwill or somewhere. Yep. And then, like, commence to build these things. And yeah. It's like, when that. is that day? Well. Maybe over Christmas. The dump maybe won't be open. What's that? The dump wouldn't be open, probably. Goodwill would be wide Goodwill, open for you. Yeah, wide open. They love that stuff. They love Christmas time. Mm-hmm. Bunch of freeloaders. Goodwill. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's what they are. Man, Goodwill's the best. Van. Van. Van Neistat, Daniel. I'm um, like, let's... so glad I, I... What? Transitioned me. I'm just going nowhere with that. Oh, you were going somewhere. No, I wasn't. Just trailing okay. off. Let's briefly touch on the notes systems that were... Obsidian. Your, it's spreading like obsidian? wildfire. People I'm talking to are like, oh, I heard the podcast. I'm using Obsidian. I love it. Dude, I've gotten emails. Josh Hanley's emails, in dude. Obsidian. I've yeah, gotten emails. Really? Okay. Yeah. I have done the, the task of not... Of like using non-just basic functionality. Uh-huh. And so I'm using Vim mode. And what else? I tried a different theme and I tried a few different things. I, t- I purchased... So I did this whole write-up for a problem I was facing with the combo mm-hmm. box and just for myself. And then I wanted to share it with my little LiveWire crew here. So I was like, you know, I'm just going to try publish. So I mm-hmm. paid the 16 bucks a month, which is whatever it's like 20 bucks a month if you do it monthly yeah plus the sync is like 15 bucks a month i'm paying like way too much for this stuff and you can replicate all of it on your own (laughs) exactly like i could so easily make this a repo it's literally they probably only get like five months out of people normally because like after that people figure out how to do it on their own with github and stuff yeah like i need to just do that but i just wanted to try it out and it's it's pretty cool and i had something like published and could send somebody a link and they and that was that was pretty awesome um, but yeah, so I've been messing with other stuff. I use the daily notes now. I mapped it to command O nice. and I remapped like the command palette to VS code Good. stuff like command same, P same, and same. command shift P. Yeah. Yep. Did exactly um, the same thing. But yeah, I'm, I'm totally digging it. Totally. So tell me notes, um, notes me. I'm basically doing the same thing. I just wanted to like a few things I wanted to bring up. I wrote a big Mastodon thread about this. I didn't bring it. To oh yeah. Twitter. You're horny for Mastodon. I am buck wild horny for Mastodon. <laughs> you are in the rut. I think it's good, dude. Like, yeah. you know, I I was always a big nerd about RSS. Like, I just think yep. RSS is so cool, right? Okay. I think any of these, like, open standards of communication are cool. For sure. Like, that's why I hate when people call their video talk show on YouTube a podcast. It's like, mm. that's not a podcast. That's not an RSS. RSS defines a podcast. Yeah. What you're doing is a conversation. Sure. It's not a podcast. Podcast on RSS. This is a podcast. We're on. Um, this is a podcast. And so I'm just like a... I'm horny for open syndication <laughs> standards, you know? Yeah. And Mastodon yeah, is so cool, okay. man. Um, anyway, I wrote a Mastodon thread about the way that my thoughts are changing because of Obsidian. Um, okay. Oh, funny. Okay. So classic project management, right? We think of things, things are projects, like classic sort of agile PM, right? Is like, 
things are projects, projects have tasks, tasks have assignees, you know, maybe they have an yep. estimate. Like, that's kind of the breakdown. Maybe you have an epic or an epoch, uh, which like wrap, is like a larger thing that wraps up some tasks. Yep. I've started thinking in terms of topics. Okay. Everything's a topic. Topics can have subtopics. Okay. Right? And topics can wrap up the following types of things. Questions or problems, which I think are the same thing. Right? Okay. Yep. Solutions. Okay. Tasks. Yeah. And lessons. Hmm. So I really like this framework. I do too. Oh, I really do. So every like everything's a, a topic. Sometimes that topic has child topics. Yeah, of course. Um, and at each level of child topic, there may be tasks, problems, solutions, lessons. Yes. Right? Because in pro- in normal project management, how often is it that there's a task in your sprint which is figure out why this thing happens or go research potential payment processors or whatever right it's these kind of what they call them in agile nowadays is spikes they call them spikes which is like a task it's a one-point task when you're estimating daniel i'm gonna stop you right there yeah can you do a ad read for 35 seconds while i pee yeah on of air? course uh-huh. because i can't even think i have to Go pee, pee so bad and Go i don't want to end this no don't pee. don't end this okay so do an ad read for the listener tell them Let's the story do an ad okay. read for the listener thank you all right listener this podcast is brought to you by the holiday gifts that i still receive from titan.co I have not worked for Titan.co for several years. Uh, I worked there for four years, beginning in 2016, Year of Our Lord, ending in 2020, Year of Our Lord. Here we are. No, ending in 2019, Year of Our Lord. Here we are in Year of Our Lord 2022, almost 23. And I've received three years in a row a gift from Titan just for being uh, a former employee. Uh, I'm holding right now the mug that they sent me uh, a couple years back. A very nice mug. This year, they sent me a very nice, like, down inflated, not inflated, but, you know, like, puffy blanket with the Titan logo on it. And I'm sure all of these were designed by Noemi, who is, like, their insanely good designer. Um, But, yeah. Shout out to Titan for uh, not... uh, not forgetting about their former employees and just, uh, you know, writing you off. They, they stay connected. I talk to Dan and Matt all the time. Caleb's wearing a Titan shirt right now. There you go. Okay, what did I miss? Uh, I This podcast was brought to you by uh, the holiday gifts that Titan sends to former employees. Nice. As you, you get the blanket? Your mug. Oh, this year? Yeah. I got one last year. This is a new the, blanket. The black fuzzy blanket? Yeah, this is a non-fuzzy. I just oh. got one. Dude, I didn't get one. It's probably in I'm the mail. Off the it's list? probably in the mail. Yeah, it's probably in the mail. Um. Anyway, yeah, I was just talking about the mug. Yeah, great. But yeah, and you're wearing a shirt right now. 
<laughs> I am wearing a shirt, aren't I? It's a great shirt. You can yeah. always trust Titan to give you good, good stuff. Good swag, yeah. Totally. Anyway, so okay. we were talking about my new system. Yep. Topics, topics subtopics, questions, problem, tasks, and lessons. Yes, problems, solutions, tasks, uh-huh. and lessons. Okay. What did I say? Questions. Oh, you yeah. You said yeah. questions problems and problems, solutions. which yeah. are the same uh-huh. thing. But yeah, I so also in- wonder, I don't want to derail this, but I wonder if like, I wonder if questions could be replaced with topics. Like if may- maybe it's topics and then instead of subtopics, it's questions. Mm-hmm. Like that's the, the no, that I do the think there's topics and subtopics. Okay. So for example, um, I have a topic called clients. Okay. Uh, I then have a subtopic. For each client. client. Yeah, okay, sure. And then for that, under that, I have a topic called features. Oh, wow. And under that, I have a topic for each major feature that I'm going to work on. Okay. So, like, right now, this big, like, mega, like, e-commerce filter thing that I'm working on, that whole thing is a topic called filters. And then within it, there's, like, a problem, right, which is, like, Oh, there's like this complex nesting hierarchy thing. And like from these things, I need a way to like intuit which of these filters is going to be displayed to the user and which of them are invisible filters that you can only use through the URL. Right. And like I come up with three solutions. One I don't like because it introduces a new model. The other one I don't like because it introduces like two IDs on a, like it introduces a third ID on a pivot table that feels weird. Um, The third one ends up being the good one right Always. or the third one and i don't like because it, it it depends on the like magic strings okay right so then we come up with a version of the third one that doesn't depend on magic strings that's the good sure. one yep. um but like it's three in the morning i'm pulling one of my like heroic work nights you know yep. uh-huh. so like i don't have immediate access to the client to like work this out so i'm like all right well i'm just gonna sit down in obsidian and i'm gonna work this out like yep. so that when they get online I can be like, yo, here is the problem and here are the three solutions I've thought about and yeah. here are the pros and cons and like, yep. here's the, th- the thing, right? Daniel, short pause again to just say that like, this seems like such a simple concept, but it is rocking my world. Like, this is the solution. This is totally a solution. You want to be a 10x thinker, whatever, do this. For every question you have that you're about to ask somebody or you want to have somebody's help on or you're just frustrated by, if you write out a, like a big thing that you would send to a client, mm-hmm. basically that's the qualifier. Would you send this to a client? Is it clear enough? Does it have enough context? Is it explained well enough And the thing that I think- you would send it to somebody? And if, if you do that, you will... It has not happened that I have not solved my problems. Like, right. You will well, solve your problem. And, like, it's the cool thing about like sending it to a client is like you want to present multiple options when you're dealing with a client, right? And I feel like in our own lives, we often only think about one option. Yeah. And we just like try and like, okay, well, there's only going to be one answer I go with. So let me just like figure out what that, that answer is. Answer. Yeah. And so we only, we think like singularly. Yeah. Whereas with a client, and- like what I want is to present you a menu of options to choose from with my advice on which one I think is best. Right. Um, and so... But in doing so, in fleshing out each of those, op- that's the thing. Is yeah, that's where you like, learn. That's this is where, a, like, the... a real commonality that I can draw between these instances of me doing this 
is because I'm writing out the options I had just discarded and mm-hmm. been like, now, uh, you know, whatever, like that, because you're not putting your brain attention to that thing. Cause you're already farther down the solution path. You're like, I'm, discarded that because of this but you never questioned your assumption that's what it does it forces you that's probably the biggest thing it forces you to go back through and question your assumptions and when you do and that it like and it forces you to like like i feel like once we see a weakness in a plan we'll just discard it totally mm-hmm. and like move on to a different plan but this yeah. forces you to like have a log of like up until i hit this branch in the road that like threw me off track like what was i thinking and so then yeah, like yeah, then right. you can follow that branch in the road in a new note but then you can go back and say like okay well like is there a solution to that problem i ran into like is this plan salvageable or no yeah. you know and so anyway it's cool it's really cool and so just the idea that like if you turn questions rather than being a question that has an answer right because mm-hmm. every question has an answer right but every problem might have multiple solutions right so I like okay. the turning questions into problems thing, mm. problems to be solved. And then you just sit down and you're like, all right, let me bang out a few solutions. And then eventually I'm going to settle on one of those solutions. And I'm going to put a little check mark in the check box next to it in Obsidian. Um, nice. And then now that solution, inherent in that solution are some tasks. So yeah. now that right. I've chosen a solution, I can start writing tasks. Right? So I like write a bunch of tasks, I go through it. The whole time, there's also notes under a topic. I didn't include that because it just seems obvious, but topics have notes. So as you're going along, you're running into things, you're writing little notes, you're thinking, you're scratch padding, you're doing all this stuff, right? Yep. Every once in a while, you'll come upon a principle, right? And I know you and I both love a principle. Daniel, I love a principle. (laughs) So every once in a while, you come upon a principle right? So you write it down yeah. in your notes or whatever. Then you get to the end of your solution. You've now completed the solution you outlined. You've checked all the tasks, whatever. You've got all these yep. notes. Give yourself just a moment to go look through the notes of what you wrote. See if there were any principles in there. If there were, you write them down as a lesson learned from that topic. So now you're growing a collection of lessons, which you can now reference in other solutions so when i'm trying to solve things down the road uh this may this problem may mirror a problem i've had in the past Mm. and i can go reference the lesson i learned from that solution you know Mm. because like i may learn that like the one i chose was actually bad and i should have gone with the other one and like it would have been easier and now when you go to write your book about the lessons i learned Mm-hmm. You click on whatever you graph or whatever. A single obsidian query. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, where are the instances that solidified my belief that X, you know? And yeah. it's like, oh, here they all are. Here's yeah. all the context you need. Ooh, I love that. Daniel. Yeah. I really like that. I'm this is I'm, this is big. Yeah, I'm like tripping, dude. Like I feel like obsidian is and like Another part of this, like, to be fair, it's not all Obsidian. Another big part of this is that, like, um, I'm freelancing, and this particular client, I'm not, like, entering into a dev team that has an agile scrum process already in place. Like, it's much more like, 
they're describing a feature to me. I'm asking a lot of questions. It's a very collaborative yeah. thing. And then like, I'm basically tasking it out for myself. So I right. kind of let similar to how you work. I think like I have to define all my own work and tasks and to do right. It's like, it's not like any of that's getting passed in from PMs. And so because of that, I'm just doing yep. a lot of writing anyway, because that's just like part of the process right. of operationalizing a problem. Um, and so because of that, like the fact that I just started with Obsidian as I'm like doing all this writing is just like really like unlocking a bunch of stuff for me. Hmm. This is good. This is good. I like this, this framing. I need to do this right now. I have like a folder called, I have like a folder of, okay, here's what I need. I need a topics folder you need a topics template as well okay for for creating a new one where it like fleshes out these like questions and yeah the task with the checkbox yeah you're right i do need because a topics template so yeah. i don't know if you've used the data view plugin yet no i read through the readme and was like me i don't know so what my data view plugin implementation okay. does okay is it finds all of the notes tagged problem in the current directory and then it finds all of the notes tagged solution in the current directory that reference that problem. And it makes a, a list of problems. Underneath of each is a table of all of the solutions to that problem. One column is the name of the solution. One column is the pros. One column is the cons. So I get to just see a grid of all of my problems and solutions. Every time you create a new topic? For the topic. So I haven't actually finished my topic template yet. Oh, I, only have I, one, see, I see, I see, I see. One see, active see. topic right now. So this is like a landing page for a specific topic. Correct. Has a grid of problems and solutions. Gotcha. That's cool. And yeah, that makes sense. Um, right. Okay, here's, here's a problem. Yep. So let me walk you through what I think I would want to do. Create a topic folder. Topics. Okay. Mm -hmm. Then create subfolders for individual topics. And then mm -hmm. subfolders for further Mm -hmm. individual you know if you're doing three levels of topicking mm -hmm. then create a new note inside there mm -hmm. inside any topics and call it you know i guess i i would probably label it by its question i think i don't know though yeah, yeah. i have to figure this out but let's let's go with kind of what you're saying where like a single item might have multiple questions so mm -hmm. if it's everything to do with whatever I don't know. I'm trying to like maybe um, uh, SPA mode in Livewire or something. Sure. Okay. So I have like a Livewire topic. Then I have an SPA mode subtopic. Yep. And then inside there, I, well, the SPA mode subtopic. Okay. Then inside there, I have a particular task mm -hmm. for me, which is like, um, I don't know figure out the best like caching stuff or whatever for caching back button stuff, maybe back button stuff. So it's called back button stuff. Then I put in a bunch of questions. I do make write-ups first. Where do those write-ups go? They, they're a sibling of this note. Uh, what is, what's a write-up? The problem. The, okay, the, the thing problem where you write that blog post. Yeah. About so I'm trying to embrace as flat of a folder hierarchy as I can. Okay. So, um, I'm yeah, scared so, of that. I feel like that's going to get unwieldy and I'm going to lose a sense of like cleanliness place. and place. Yeah. So I'm just trying to navigate 
I'm trying to not navigate through the mm. through the file structure. I'm trying to navigate Interesting. through links in other links notes. Links and tags. <gasps> so I want to have a main topic note that links to all of the questions and solutions in a structured way ra- rather than having to like put them in a specific folder. Daniel, this is the way. I think so. I think this is a key. I think this that at least is like a problem I keep coming across. Yeah. Like my lack of need for linking because I folderize everything. Mm-hmm. And my fear of like the giant number. Maybe, yeah, yeah. You got to yeah, just you're create. You're kind of duplicating work if you link and folderize. Right. So I'm not linking. I'm only folderizing. So I have folders, right? So these are my folders. Let me just read you my top level folders. I have yep. attachments. So that's just set up so like if I drag an image in um, to a note, it will by default just get put in the root of my Obsidian Vault, which I don't like. Okay. So, so I, I just have an attachments folder that just like is a place for all of the images and okay. files that I drag into Markdown files to go. So attachments, blog, uh, which contains posts and post ideas. Um. I think that those two can actually go away and I can just start tagging things as post and idea. Yeah. Um, Then I have clients and each client has a folder. Uh, Then I have daily, which is all of my daily notes. Okay. Uh, Then I have lessons, which is probably going to go away and be replaced with the tag. Yeah. Um, I have projects, which is like non-client projects. So pecking order is the only thing in there right now. Um, and then I have research right now, which I think is just going to go away. Um, and then I have templates. Yeah. I think I need to. So I think think research actually just gets renamed to notes because that's just places for long-termed long-term like cold storage of notes yeah i think here's here's the philosophy bubbling up for me is like stay flat keep everything totally flat as flat as and you only can, use yeah. folders for utility yes like an attachment or something like you said like some cold storagey kind of thing um okay well, here's a problem with that. And it's not necessarily... Pro- okay, I think that's probably the best way to do it. I'm thinking I want to use Obsidian for the V3 docs. Mm-hmm. Like I want that to be the whole story. If I want to go and change V3 docs, I go into Obsidian and I edit a file. And yep. then I have... I just like push it up or whatever. I got to figure that out. I probably would create a new vault. I'd create yeah, a brand new I think vault. That so would this be doesn't a new matter. Vault. That would be a new vault. And I would have a different... Um, I could have a different philosophy for that. Because that one, I think I just... I need folders because of like straight up like the app that parses the markdown you know that like yeah, generates yeah, yeah. stuff so so that's unless fun. unless you were going to use markdown front matter for for subcategory or categorizing and subcategorizing or just to have like a parent sure right and so right. which is sort of how my solutions and problems work i have markdown front matter that says what is the problem for this solution and I just like double square bracket and type the name of the problem. Cool. Yeah. Um, yes. Okay. But I guess what I'm cooking up is like my home vault, I think needs to be flat filed and then have some 
I need some kind of basic landing pagey type things yep. that I'm kind of using folders for right now. Like I have one called my philosophy and that's when I just like, you know, you think of stuff and you just realize like, this is like really core to my philosophy. If I was going to, you know, impart like any wisdom I have on river, like these are things that I would want him to learn from me, you know? Yeah. And right now it's a folder and that would need to be a landing page now. Yeah. Here's the I problem. Think so. When I open up the sidebar, I can look through the folders. When I go to make a new note, I can look through the folders and go, oh, where does this belong? Where if I go to make a new note now, I'm not necessarily, you know, I'm worried that I'll lose some of that. Like I'll forget about tags I created. I'll forget so about landing pages right, I created. If you open the right panel instead of the left panel, there's a little okay. icon that looks like a f folder structure. And it says show nested tags. Oh, you can and it nest literally tags. just shows you your tags as a folder structure on the right. How do you nest tags? You can make tags that are children of other tags. I haven't done it yet, but you I have to you like can. explicitly define a tag as a child, but in like the, yeah, the, yeah. the UI somewhere or something. Mm -hmm. Where does it store that information in the files themselves? Does it? Uh, I think there is a dot obsidian directory or file in your vault that it stores the metadata contains stuff. the vault information. I haven't actually like looked into the file structure that deeply. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, Daniel, you, this is good because I think, I think the way I'm using it right now, remember I said like Obsidian is amazing mm -hmm. because it has folders, you know, yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, like, yeah. I think I need to move beyond that. Um, I think I need I to think the folders that. are amazing, but like you don't want to use them as tags because some notes should be tagged multiple things. Sure. You know what I'm sure. saying? Sure. So here's right. an interesting thing about your philosophy that I think I might try and adopt. Okay. Um, so you can make a main my philosophy note, right? Yeah. That um, pulls in all of the other notes that are ranked, that are, that are tagged my philosophy and just like embeds them in this main note. Okay. And then you could make a front matter for any philosophy thing that just has one variable, which is certainty. And so, like, you can oh, say, like, oh, here's a philosophy that I'm, certainty. like, working on, but I feel like it's, <laughs> right. like, a two certainty, yeah. you know? And then you could just have your data view query that's importing these other notes sort them by certainty hmm. so that you then have, like, a my philosophy note that, like, starts with the things I'm most certain about right. and goes down to the things yeah, I'm cool. least certain about so that, like, if you die randomly and River, like, inherits your obsidian vault yeah right he'll know and he reads your like, philosophy the order start with things, the shit yeah. you know most you, you're rightest about yeah anyway yeah i have a musings folder too like mm. I, I don't know i'm just creating folders as i like need them yeah and there's sometimes like i had this thought like so this i feel like just... musings is a subcategory of philosophy yeah it probably is here here's an example and i don't know if it's helpful to to like explain example but whatever like i think yeah, i don't course. know i was in the mall and and i had this like and went shopping like with hannah to like get her a jacket or something and we went to different stores and it was fun and i you know felt that tension of like there's that anti-consumerist part of me there's that anti like whatever those, those parts of me that hates them all mm -hmm. there's the parts of me that loves them all mm -hmm. there's like you go to the food court smells great take samples like walk around look at stuff whatever mm -hmm. it's like there's the i love it i hate it and it was just like this is kind of the something about my philosophy that's been curdling and i think obsidian is obsidian is helping me to verbalize it that um 
that like I because of my insecurities, like my insecurities in who I am force me to basically like compare myself to other scenarios or basically feel some sort of if I'm in a mall anti -con or consumerist environment because I'm insecure, it like makes me feel like I'm consumerist where if I was more secure, I could be in that environment and not right. be a consumerist. You know, it's right, like right. And, and what it would do is it would it would prevent me from like that feeling causes me to then get on soapboxes and blab about anti-consumerism or just stupid stuff that people do. And you're like, shut up, get off your soapbox. Mm hmm. So I wrote this like poem of like, you can be in the mall and not be a mall guy. You can mm -hmm. be in the, you know, you can like exist in these things and, but you can be yourself. Mm -hmm. You can have your own philosophy. You can have, and that's okay. And you can exist in these other things. It was just like reminding myself of whatever. So like, to me, that was amusing. It was a poem that I just like was feeling and I just like wrote it out. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, it's amusing. And I, it probably, and so now that musing is percolating in me and it keeps kind of coming up in my day-to-day -day life and i'm starting to think about that more and more is like you you can only release the world like once you've released yourself or once you're like secure in yourself and that mm -hmm. is something that i i'm just now realizing that like it's almost that insecurity it's faked security like real security translates to you basically freeing everyone else from the wrath of your judgment which is you just judging yourself and mm -hmm. whatever it's just obviously okay whatever but it's this percolating thing that's like you can be an island you know like mm -hmm. you know this is anyway that's and that would be a philosophy music. i like the music under that yeah so there's this uh when you first get sober you encounter some people um, okay and they have this phrase they like to use uh, you go to a barber shop, you might end up with a haircut. <laughs> oh, nice. Where, uh, yeah, that's still, basically like saying that. like, don't hang out <laughs> yeah. in bars. I you know. You're right. Um, yeah, that, and that's a good counterpoint, like the effects of the environment on you. Well, true. And I think it's also like good advice for people who are 30 days sober, right? Sure. If I was here almost a decade sober, unable to go to a bar where my friend is playing a show or something, like, yeah. uh, I would have to start asking myself, for what did I get sober, right? Mm. Like, yeah. did I get sober to just, like, hide from the world? Um, so anyway, but I do think that there's, like, a there's a continuum from, like, uh, you can go to the mall without being a mall guy to you go to a barbershop, you might get a haircut. Um, and, like, I'm trying to figure out, like, okay, that's a line. What do you call the measurement that that line defines? Like, what does that line measure? And I think part of it is security. I think you made mm. a good point there. But I think part of it is also like, um, well, I guess it's, it is security, right? But it's like, uh, it's like how solid is your foundation? Mm. You know, whether that's in yourself, whether that's in, you know, whatever, like, how solid is your foundation? Yep. You know, and that I feel like that's the yeah the the thing it, that that measures because like when you have a very unsolid foundation, mm. you should lean heavily on the don't go to a barber shop mm. you might get a haircut. And as right. your foundation becomes more solid over time, you can go yep. to the mall without being a mall guy. You can go to the mall without being a mall guy. Yeah, that's a really good dichotomy of those those two kind of like philosophies existing on a spectrum, maybe or those two 
Yeah. That so my my first philosoph I think my most strong philosophy is that's funny. Uh there is there are no absolutes. Everything sure. exists on a spectrum between extremes. Like it's yes. just something that applies to absolutely everything without exception in my experience. So this is like my most core philosophy is like any philosophy I hold also has to abide by that is like it exists on a spectrum, you know, between there are two poles on this line and your truth or whatever, you know, is somewhere in the middle of those things somewhere. Even if it's like approaching infinity on the right side, it's still an ass. It's still asymptotic. Like you, you're never, there's just, everything is existing on those Mm -hmm. tools, whatever in the physical world. And it's just whatever my most strongly held philosophy, but um, but yeah, that's a really good point. That's, that's just a good, and these, these are conversations brought to you by obsidian. That's what I'm saying, <laughs> dude. It's like, it's a note-taking tool that really like just opens up your brain in ways that like, I was not really prepared for an app to do to me. You know? What it is, is it's, um, it's a cool enough app that is fresh and novel enough in our workflow to force us to write. And writing is the thing that breeds all these things. Yeah, exactly. And like it allows you to write in such small chunks. Yeah. Like it forces you to write and it allows you to write because like, to me, it's like the, the, I wrote a lot in bear, but like, I didn't capture and utilize and preserve those writings they just went on a stack of writings and because of that i always kind of had that the only time i ever did real long form writing in bear is blog posts that i was going to publish yeah because they feel so fleeting yeah they feel like if i put a lot of effort into this it's just going to go into the abyss so yeah bear feels like the back of a napkin yep but like yeah obsidian feels like like this is something that like I might actually have a body of work in this at some point. Exactly. Yeah. Which is wild. Yeah. yeah that's what it is. That's the difference. It gives you and this it's hope. So, I love that, that it's private. That you're building something that is, that is you represented. I love that it's private. Like we're so publication oriented. A in like today's society, but also like in our particular corner of the society where like, we're like online twitter podcast programming bros where it's Uh like hey like let's publish you know yeah but like publishing is a lot i love the idea that i'm creating a body of work that is mostly just just for for me yeah you know it allows and i I am going to talk about it on my podcast ad nauseum but uh right (laughs) but it allows what it does is it unlocks a level of honesty that that really gets to the core of things that you don't allow yourself when you're publishing yeah um yeah, there's like notes that I've written, like um, reflections on experiences. Like we just had this inner, this family personal conflict, and and so I like couldn't sleep, and I just you know like got up and opened Obsidian and and wrote out this like extremely brutally honest thing, you know that's like whatever. But it's there's a lot of that. It's like I can that yeah that honesty is um I th- I don't know I think that's what I'm pulling from what you're saying. Yeah. That's the benefit of the of that privateness. I think so, and yeah. like, and it lets you fuck around and be wrong more. Sure, you know, yeah, like not. just like the systems and like all the stuff. Like, I don't need these systems to be complete. I'm not gonna like put these anywhere. No one's gonna judge yeah, it's them. Very like, whip. Yeah, I'm it's not, very yeah. whip, and it's just gonna improve over time. Yep, 
I'm so hesitant to express any opinion on like I look at the HTMX dudes, uh, mm-hmm. dude, um, and he on the HTMX Twitter. Like if you follow them, like it's not just you know new releases out. It's like a lot of thoughts and yeah. opinions and blog posts on those opinions. There's a ton of philosophy. The guy I really Jared admire Summer that. Who makes Bun is like that as well. Okay, and I appreciate that. And like I have that in me. I have a lot of those things. But I don't publish them because I also have the other things in me and I, you know, I don't know. It's like, I, I just like, I just don't want to invite all the rebuttal, you know, mm-hmm. I don't want to, and I don't want to be seen as somebody who like is narrow mindedly like, um, you know, just thinking in one direction basically. Um, but yeah, in Obsidian, I don't care. I can just express opinions. Yeah. And then if at some point you have an opinion that like, you go into your Obsidian and you could just tell because it's an Obsidian, this shit is backed up by like mad other stuff because i could tell because it's all linked <laughs> um right that's the goal like, if i i would then like to I, then get i can there. publish it pretty time. confidently knowing like oh this shit's backed up dude like if they want to exactly. come at me i've got notes on notes for these motherfuckers yes exactly that's that's huge yeah gotta write more in obsidian gotta organize myself yeah in obsidian so that i can get more value out of that writing that's um that's that i'm this i know this is so annoying because our podcast is sponsored by planet scale people are going to think that i'm shilling right but i am obsessed right now with the concept of materialized views right um are you familiar didn't we talk about this maybe we did but turns out planet scales boost is materialized views okay um i've had yeah, yeah we talked about it and that's why aaron reached out and told me boost their new feature is materialized views and it's cached, uh, like auto cache busting right. materialized views, which is yeah, so sick. That is the, that's some secret sauce right there. That is some yeah. sauce, big time. That's productization right there. Ooh, yeah, yeah. That is dandelions. Um, dandelions. But anyway, dandy. I've got I've got a topic in my obsidian called materialized views. Dig it. Dig it, Daniel. Daniel, what do you say? What do you know? What do you say? I say we cue. Let's cue it. Talk about the conference next the time. Outro. Oh, yo, Music. go follow me on Mastodon, bros. I need my... Oh, yeah. Follow Daniel on my, oh, Wait, wait, wait. Caleb, you're on Mastodon. <laughs> He's like, go follow me on Mastodon. I was about to be like, dude. <laughs> like, And then I'm like, no, no, yeah, you go follow him on Mastodon. You're on Mastodon. I somebody posted in some channel that like oh Hempill made a Laravel one I think you prompted it and somebody whatever was like there's a Laravel dot gg or something that Hempill yes. owns and so I was like yeah, I'll get Caleb why not so I just yeah, created yeah. it with the single word Caleb and that was the end of it so I don't even know how to log into it or get into it or post on it or anything but okay um, yeah this is tough Daniel it's it's tough curmudgeon Caleb it's like the last thing I need is another thing to check or post on, you know, I'm just not in that zone of like wanting more distractions in my life, you know? Sure. Well, you need Twitter, right? Yeah. It'd be kind of a bummer if Twitter went away. <laughs> oh, don't you, don't you tinfoil hat me on that quote this. We need to mark this timestamp down so that when Twitter folds, we can just like play this clip where Caleb's like, I think the community, I think a lot of the community is not going to be on Twitter anymore. Like I think that there, I think the the move has begun. Wow, 
Yeah, I don't know. I haven't seen it, so I don't know. But I trust you. You see, it, you saw it. All right, give me six months it on will, it. Give me six it months on it. Better. Six months. When when the critical mass shifts, I'm not going to be an early adopter. When the critical mass shifts, I'll shift with it. I'm a follower. Okay. Um, it will be better when the community is on Mastodon. Hmm. All right. It's the old web, dude. It's like own your own shit. Yeah. Makes sense. I dig it. I don't know, Daniel. Hell yeah, dogs. All right. Dogs. Follow Go me follow Daniel on Mastodon. On Mastodon. Follow Caleb at Laravel.gg. Is that how that if works? If you just link your um, Mastodon in your Twitter bio, uh, then there's a bunch of tools that will automatically... It allows people to enter their Twitter followers and it will scrape them for people who have their Mastodon linked in their Twitter bio. Right. And find them. So put your shit yep. in your Twitter bio. Then I'm representing myself as a Mastodon user, Daniel. But did well, you tell the user that? You're yeah. telling the user that. I'm telling the user. user. He's Listen not to a Daniel. Mastodon user, but he is going to put it in his Twitter bio because that's the right thing to do. All right. Very good. Good stuff. We love you all. Q. And it is time. The to outro. Cue. The music. Outro. Music. <laughs> 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 <laughs>